Hello, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to Talk Clean to Me. Today, we're sitting down with Vikram in Kimberly from Energy Sage. Guys, if you could go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves, please. Hello, everyone. I'm Vikram Agarwal. I'm the founder and chief executive of Energy Sage. Hi, everyone. I am Kimberly Lee, and I am the network partnerships manager here at Energy Sage. Cool. Great. Well, thank you very much, guys, for sitting down with us today. We're really excited. Um, you know, we've been looking forward to this for a while. Uh, so, just off the bat, uh, what is Energy Sage? Well, so Energy Sage is an online marketplace. Uh, we help homeowners, nonprofits, commercial users um, shop for solar, um, and we connect them with local solar installers um, in their area. All the quotes get uploaded online, and they're able to shop and compare multiple quotes side by side. So think about us like the Expedia or the Kayak for solar. Cool. Yeah. And, w- and where did this idea come from? Like, can you tell us a little bit about the genesis of the company? Sure. Um, I launched Energy Sage back in 2010, mm-hmm. and actually, this is going to be a pretty long discussion. So <laughs> let me let me see if I can cut through the chase, uh, make it a two or three minute. The idea essentially came from a lot of our customers uh, who we were helping choose the right technology. We were helping them decide if they should install solar or solar thermal or small wind turbines uh, or other renewable and clean energy systems. Uh, these customers kept coming back to us and said, uh, could you help us shop for solar? Mm-hmm. We, When we get quotes from different solar installation companies, we are unable to figure out which uh, company should we go for, what uh, brand of solar panels should we buy, uh, should we take out a loan or should we lease these solar panels. So the financing decision was very, was very complex, the equipment decision was complex, and that which contractor is the best one for them to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the idea started, and we ended up building this reverse auction marketplace where consumers uh, sign up on our platform, they tell us about their property, and based on that, we get up to th- seven solar installation companies. They compete for the con- consumer's business. Uh, the quotes are shown to the consumers in a matrix-like format, uh, so consumers can compare them apples to apples and uh, choose the one option that offers them the best value. Cool. So what was it like... Uh in the very beginning, like assembling the team, deciding whether this was a good idea or not. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. I I spent uh, about 15 years of my corporate career at a very large financial services company here in Boston. Mm-hmm. And that's where I came across uh, solar. I was uh, in their private equity group uh, investing in solar companies around the country. And in the mid-2005, 2006 timeframe, that's when I started evaluating solar companies for potential investment. Uh, back then, solar was very expensive, as you may, may remember. An average household, uh, an average system for an average household may have cost sixty dollars to $100,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, that same system today is maybe fifteen dollars to $20,000. So it has really changed the dynamics. But back then, that's when I started looking at solar, but solar did not really make economic sense. That started to change in 2008, 2009, when solar panel prices fell dramatically and solar started becoming a financial uh, product. And that's when I decided, I think it's time. Uh, As soon as I found out that solar is now a great investment for every household, uh, that it actually makes financial sense, 
It's a great technology. It, it has so much for everybody uh, that I figure I think uh, I always wanted to uh, have my own business and start a business and be an entrepreneur. Um, things just came together at the right time and decided that quit the big company job and go and start Energy Sage. <laughs> so we launched our first platform in 2010. Wow. Was that a scary decision or a confusing thing for you, or did you have a clear vision of what you wanted to do? I think there is um, something to be said about being naive. <laughs> Entrepreneurship is a very... If I knew what I know now, <laughs> I don't know if I would have started any decision. Yeah. <laughs> just to, just sure. to be very, very clear. Yeah. That said, I've had the best of the times and the scariest of the time, <laughs> having started Energy Sage. I would say too, um, I've been at Energy Sage for about two and a half years, but prior to me actually working at Energy Sage, I was um, working at a local solar installation company too, as a matter of fact, um, when I first started mm -hmm. you know, my solar career. And uh, w one of them, the first one, was one of the first few companies on Energy Sage as an installer partner. Mm. So I actually got to work with Energy Sage on the other side. That's um, really cool. Yeah, so it was it was just it was such an interesting and new thing in the you know in the world of marketing and and getting leads and like meeting homeowners and it was I was just like I, I definitely want to be a part of this. I remember getting a phone call from John. Um, and, you know, trying to pitch Energy Sage. I was like, you don't have to sell me. <laughs> I was like, sign me up. And we actually did extremely well. And so I, I figured how to, I guess, like, do the best on Energy Sage. And, and I think in the role that I have now, being able to um, portray that to installers to help them, you know, grow their business to then just grow the industry as a whole. So I've been, um, you know, on this, like, very interesting journey with Energy Sage, and it's been absolutely awesome. Well, I, have that's really cool. little, I have to add a little <laughs> bit of color to what Kimberly just said. When we were first calling, when we started building Energy Sage, everybody in the industry told us it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Because what we were doing was we were asking solar installation companies to provide their quotes online, and we were making them competitive to their competitors, right. right? showing their quotes truly next to each other without any BS. So... Kimberly was one of the unique people who did not hang up on us. When, <laughs> when we used to call solar installation companies and describe what we are trying to do, most of them, nine out of ten, maybe more, used to hang up on us. Wow. Uh, they said, oh, no, don't want, don't want our prices to be that transparent. And, uh, it's not a good sign. <laughs> it's not a good sign. And it took us a long time. It took us a long time to... Uh, bring on our first 20, 30, 40 solar installation companies uh, who were willing, who were, um, I would say, who were advanced in their thinking, who were more, um, I'm, I'm missing that word, but who, who just wanted to try us out. Yeah. And now it's a very different world where solar installation companies actually call us mm -hmm. and they want us want to be part of our platform. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's so, a really good sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dynamics change. Um, and now it's like we're, I mean, we're looking to form like long-term strategic partnerships with our installer partners. You know, like we want to understand what's happening in their world. Like what are they experiencing as issues and how can we play a role in helping them solve that? Because it's really about just growing the industry and putting more solar panels on rooftops. So. Cool. Uh, so you mentioned kind of you you heard about Energy Sage you got really excited so I assume the the environment you were in at that job was not like a, a startup right like that was probably like somewhere where you were set and like feeling good and now you're thinking of jumping into a startup like 
was there any like tell me about that scary decision right like yeah you know um it was it was kind of like fate I would say when I was in college I had a vision for myself to help bring solar first to my local community hence when I got into the solar industry I was just working on you know certain cities and towns within um, Massachusetts but I knew at some point I knew in my heart I wanted to branch out and I wanted to align myself with a company who was forward-thinking who was progressive um, a game-changer and I knew this when I was in college so before Vikram even formulated this company it was already kind of in my <laughs> mind and so everything just kind of aligned and um, and I had the opportunity and so when you know when I first uh, got a chance to work here just on a consultant basis I was so engaged I just wanted to do so much and it and you know it was it was it was just great that I finally got a chance to work here full-time and really expand and like help grow um, the installer base the consumer base and you know just like make the magic happen so it wasn't it wasn't too scary I think you just gotta kind of go with the flow <laughs> and see where it takes you cool and then similarly for Vikram how do you find good people to work with how do you form your team yeah, I think that's been a very conscious choice on our part. Uh, we have grown slowly. Uh, over the last four years, we have gone from our initial team of five people. Now we are almost 20 people. And one thing that we have tried to do is really focus on our culture. We wanted to make sure that people who are uh, part of Energy Sage team are, number one, they are passionate about our mission. Our mission is to be to expand the reach of solar. Uh, help more consumers, whether they're homeowners or business owners, install solar, uh, get the right price, make the right decision, make the make an informed decision, mm -hmm. and build this industry into a very credible industry where any consumer, when they're thinking about solar, they don't have to think twice. Uh, mm -hmm. So first, first and foremost, we are looking for people who are mission aligned. So people who have a passion for the environment, for solar, for doing the right thing. Uh, and then, of course, we are looking for the right skill set, uh, people who can add value as, as a 20% team. Every, every person has a meaningful contribution to the company. Uh, and then they, when they come in, they meet practically everybody. Uh, so it's important for people to feel comfortable that they can work with each other and they will enjoy the company and they will learn from each other and, and cont contribute. So. Vikram's not joking. You will literally, when you interview here, you're <laughs> sitting with almost everyone here. Everyone <laughs> has to pretty much give you the stamp of approval, and, and, and then it's okay. And then, like, you're welcomed <laughs> in. But he's not joking. No, because if you are going to join a company, you might as well know who you're going to be working oh, with. Right? Yeah, sure. no, it makes tons of sense. Yeah. Just going back to thinking about my previous interviews, and if I had walked in and the whole company was right there, it was just like, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> no, one by one. Onesies, twosies at a time. Yeah. You're not <laughs> we break it up. No, but I mean, it's um, it's so important to, like like Vikram was saying, having that passion and being mission-oriented. Um, it's really what keeps this team together. We all wear, we all have our specialties, but we wear a bunch of hats, and we, we come in and we step up all the time. And if we didn't have that, like, friendship and community culture within Energy Stage, I don't, I highly doubt we would be as successful as we are now. It's truly a team. We have, and we have so much fun. And the thing <laughs> is, it's fun. If it wasn't fun, we would not enjoy coming in at 8, 9 o'clock, sometimes earlier, and we would probably leave, you know, exactly at 5. That's not how this company works. We actually, like, love and enjoy what we do, and the people here are just awesome. Cool. 
in the business, solar people call our industry the solar coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so, it, because it has the ups and downs <laughs> of a roller coaster. And the only way to go through it is to have the right team. Um, speaking of roller coasters, uh, how are you guys you guys doing post-election? How are, what are your, your thoughts and, um, I guess, plans moving forward yeah. uh, with incoming policy changes? Yeah, I, I think we are cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. that uh, the new administration, the Trump administration, it's still a little new to say that. Still uh, settling still, in. Still, still settling in. Uh, we, are, we are actually hopeful that, um, that they will do the right thing and support solar. Mm-hmm. I think solar is one of those unique products that has something for everybody, whether you are uh, really left-leaning liberal. It has the community benefits, the environmental benefits. And if you are, um, if your politics politics is on the right, uh, it has the economics. It is uh, driving job growth uh, for homeowners and business owners. For homeowners, it's like getting a tax cut. Uh, who doesn't like a tax cut, right? <laughs> Uh, and for businesses, it's a great tool to not only reduce your energy bills, but lock in those rates for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. It can actually make American businesses more competitive. So we think it has a lot to offer both sides of the table. And hopefully, election and campaign rhetoric aside, I think the if, if the Trump administration looks at it closely, I think solar is something that um, they can stand behind. Uh, I think it would be a key component of making America great again. So yeah, you and you mentioned the, the the solar coaster, which I love. So you know, n- not necessarily with the the incoming administration, but how do you stay even keel with the constant ups and downs and policy changes and things being so different in California and then Nevada and then Massachusetts and mm-hmm. then like and anywhere? Like how do you? That's that's so much information to keep track of and deal with. How do you? How do you do that? Yeah, the good news is I think that most subsidies nationally are going away. Uh, so solar is now starting to stand on, stand on its own two feet. Mm-hmm. So if you look at California, the only subsidy that is left is a federal investment tax credit. There is no state-level subsidies. And solar is doing really good. Uh, in some of the other states, yeah, there are some local state-level subsidies, but over time, they are designed to basically go go away. Same thing with federal investment tax credit. I think mm-hmm. it's um, it's a sunset provision over the next three or four years. It will continue to go, do- uh, go down. The good news is solar economics are getting better by the day. Yeah. Uh, prices are falling. Um, yes, this industry needed a little bit of um, uh, help in getting stood up, like every other industry. Yeah. That, right, uh, right. Very true. And if you look at... And I... I if you look at subsidies, right, if you think about homes, mortgages, we have had a subsidy, a mortgage tax credit, forever. If you look at um, agriculture, we have had food subsidies for milk and agriculture forever. Uh, and I can keep going on and mm-hmm. on and on. So a lot of, lot of industries in the U.S., because of policy reasons and for other reasons, we have uh, either subsidized or had incentives to help those industries grow. And solar is no no different. I think it's very much... I think solar still receives less subsidies than other fossil fuels that have been around for 100 years and still are subsidized. So I think the industry industry's position has been we don't need subsidies for 100 years, uh, just maybe grow <laughs> just a few more years, and we can be very competitive. So uh, that's what I love about this technology. It is literally a technology where you don't have to buy fuel, right? If you buy a... 
generator or any other, you build a power plant, you still have to buy fuel every year, every day. Uh, not with solar. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I, I, lo I love the technology, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If you see our website, I think we've always been an education-first company. Mm -hmm. We have developed some of the most comprehensive solar information that you will ever find anywhere on the web. Um, so, and we, we always thought an educated consumer is the best consumer. And it looks cool. We have <laughs> videos. It's, I mean, it really caters towards people who are visual, towards people who just like to read and just like content heavy, very analytical. It really touches like everyone. So everyone can come and just learn anything they want to learn about solar, down to the equipment, to the different financing, to the differences between microinverters and optimizers, right? I mean, <laughs> literally anything you want to find, there's just so much. There's videos. The videos are cool. They're interactive, you know? <laughs> and then you can you also talk to people. Like, we're here all the time just answering answering questions a million times, but it's fun to us, so we don't mind doing it. It's great. Cool. Good resource. Sounds like you're in the right place. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. Well, I, w I was curious about... Um, Getting started as a company, um, how did you guys fund yourselves at first, and what was it like trying to get funding? Yeah, it's uh, initially uh, self-funded, a little bit bootstrapped company. Uh, when we first formed the company, we were uh, about a half a dozen folks who were working nights and weekends, and uh, they had day jobs, and I was actually full-time. So we hmm. got the team together and uh, put together our first first web product out got got our first web product out there so that's that's how we first got started mm -hmm. got a i was full lone full-timer and then a few other folks and then our cto who's uh, jamie bigger uh, joined me full-time so it was two of us and then just uh, as by chance we came across this uh, grant opportunity by the u.s department of energy that they were soliciting ideas from companies around the country to make solar more ubiquitous and mm -hmm. reduce the customer acquisition cost. Um, and after a nationwide competition, uh, ended up getting that grant in middle of 2012. Wow. And so that was a half a million dollars. That So once we got that half a million dollars, it required us to pony up about 20% of that money. So we called up our friends and family and uh, people that we knew and uh, got the other $100,000. So wow. we now had $600,000 in the bank and said, okay, let's start building this. Great. Uh, some great and family and friends. Some great family and friends. And then we, of course, then the, I've not stopped pitching since. I've been, <laughs> I've been pitching constant. to. It's constant. It's constant. It's constant. I was pitching even before then, but then. It has become a nonstop uh, opportunity. So over the years, we went to angel investors, raised some money with from angels in 2013. Um, we got our second DOE Sunshot grant uh, in uh, late fall of 2013. And then we needed a big, so that was a million and a quarter. And that required a 50% cost share from our part. So we had to raise another million. So that's when we went to local angel groups and started started actually raising some serious amount of uh, capital. Mm -hmm. it, it continues. So we continue to pitch to angels, angel groups, uh, strategic investors, venture capitalists. So we are getting ready for our next round next year. And um, so that that's likely to be an institutional round. Cool. Yeah. And I guess my energy or my business question was, um, how do you form partnerships? Do you work with a lot of energy efficiency companies? Do you uh, really work exclusively with installers as well as 
um, residents or do you also do like companies downtown? Um, I guess who do you who do you partner with and who do you sell to and who do you work with? And I'd say, what makes a good partner? Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, to answer your uh, your question, Coley. Mm-hmm. Um, so we work with um, solar installers. Like when when we're out and we're trying to build relationships to grow the marketplace, it's um, trying to get you know high value, like competent, amazing, high quality installers um, to help uh, quote customers. Hence, helping um, build the industry. More people go in solar, right? Um, we also have network partnerships, um, channel partnerships, where we're working with national nonprofits and corporations um, to help their followers and their constituents also go solar. So that's kind of more program-related um, type growth. We have, um, um, and then we also have uh, like programs, like on the ground programs um, in various markets where. It's, it's kind of like a Solarize program. You guys are familiar with Solarize programs. Um, but instead of one installer, there are multiple installers um, helping, you know, a community go solar. So there, you know, there are many different ways. In terms of what makes a partner a good partner, so I'll speak on the installer side just because that's um, currently my, my role now. Um, I would say someone who can listen um, to what a customer wants. Someone who isn't trying to pose what they think the customer should want or should get. Rather, they're listening to what someone's needs are and finding a solution to meet that need. Someone who is open to receiving um, you know, good feedback that can take that and really run with it and make themselves better. Um, so someone who is open-minded and communicating effectively right um you'd be surprised and it's so it's so funny it still boggles my mind but installers they're essentially like really cool you know salespeople, right trying to like sell solar um and in sales what do we do we follow up you'd be surprised how sometimes installers have a hard time with that concept just you know you give the customer a quote Call them, send them a message and say, hey, did you have any <laughs> questions about what I'm offering you, right? Yeah. Um, so someone who can just, who can understand that there is a human on the other side um, and this is the need, can you help, can you help me with, with like, with the solution? Um, so someone, I would say, that can just, that can just understand and be human, you know? I think that, that to me, um, I would say is, like, highly important. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you work with a lot of, I know we've talked to several um, Boston solar startups here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you work with mostly corporate solar installers or do you also work with a lot of, like, let's say local startups? So I think what we, the way we work with different companies is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So if, the, if it's a startup, if it's a new company, what we will do is we, we can actually help them give insight into what the consumer is looking for and what the installer is looking for. So we have a very good, as, as we have talked about, we are kind of sitting in the middle of between buyers and sellers. So if you're a new solar manufacturer, solar panel manufacturer, let's say, uh, you need to really know who you are building this product for. So the consumer may want one thing, which is cheaper and better, right? <laughs> better looking. Uh, the installer may want something that is really easy to install. It's lighter. Um, they can carry it up the ladder on the, onto the roof. So that kind of insight we can provide to some of the some of the young local companies. Um, we absolutely do that. Uh, but That's our so primary, <laughs> but our primary goal is for our consumers to actually, 
I'm not saying we're consumer reports, but we our job is to make sure that we're bringing tried and true, well-tested technologies and companies to our customers, mm-hmm. right? So they sh- they don't need to do any homework. We have pre-screened the solar installation companies. We have, we know that these are experienced, qualified companies that will do the installation. The panels and the inverters that are being proposed, we know how good they are. We actually do our own rating. We have our uh, Energy Sage has classified the top 25 panel brands um, to help the consumer understand how good they are. Uh, so that's part of our job is to do the homework for the consumer uh, and only bring good companies to the table. But we are happy to work. We work with a lot of research organizations, uh, both at the university level and local company level, and help them uh, get the right information. Cool. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I'll add a little bit to that. So because we have all this insight into what consumers are thinking, it really allows for us to help installers grow their business. Sometimes an installer could be priced extremely high, and they have no idea, and they're wondering, why am I not able to grow as fast as like other you know, similar companies near me. And we say, well, you're charging like $6 a watt for, for like, you know, these solar panels, like the, the average market price is like $4 a watt, man, you should do something with that. <laughs> so we can actually, we can, we give a lot of insight into what people are thinking, how people are shopping, what equipment they're looking for, how they are financing their system. And that's a lot of value that I don't think many or any other companies are able to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just talked with a couple of UMass companies last, a few weeks ago. Um, and they talked pretty much each of them for a solid 10, 15 minutes about how long it took to do market research, yeah. like really good market research on their products. Yeah, that's important. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Should we ask the fun questions now? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can I, tr- I'll, I'll, can I ask first. it this time? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, I'm going to take the one you always ask. <laughs> okay. So we want to hear uh, some of your stories, and we mentioned this a little earlier. So what's like the highest high been? So far, for each of you, it might be the same story, it might be different stories. And what's like the the scariest low that you guys have had that that you know other startups might be able to relate to or learn from? <laughs> They're pointing at each other. <laughs> by the way, I, <laughs> nobody, wants goes. To, nobody wants to go first. Um, I would say so. My my time at Energy Sage has has shifted over the last two and a half years. So I've had an amazing opportunity to just learn. Um, and really dive and immerse myself in like different functions within like business and business development and like you know anything consumer facing plus installer facing. So I would say for me, I mean there's, you know this might sound kind of cheesy, but I really feel like every single day is a memorable, awesome, <laughs> rewarding type day. There's really not one better than the other. But um, anytime I can help a consumer make a decision especially if they're really on the fence, especially if they're just like, you know, I don't know this is going to work for me. This stuff kind of seems bogus. I don't really know if, if, if I'm comfortable with this. Oh, solar is fake. It doesn't work. Anytime someone is super resistant, um, and even on the installer side, oh, I don't really like you guys. I don't know. I don't know if, if, if I'm comfortable with competition. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Any, whoever the end person is, if they are the most resistant and we can get them to open up their minds and their hearts to a different way of doing something that can really aid in the industry. Um, that to me is, is, is a piece of pie. That's <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm going to actually add to that. I think exactly the same sentiment. Exactly the same sentiment. So the best, the best days, and I know there are 
other things, and I'll talk about some of the other things that really are highs, is sometimes when I run a run, I'll run into people that I don't know, and they'll say, oh, Energy Sage, yeah, I've used you guys. I wouldn't have gone solar without you. You uh. made the process easy. And now I'm telling all my friends about you. <laughs> that makes my day. <laughs> it's like, okay, finally, you're building something that actually people are, people want, people want they're works. finding it useful. <laughs> it works. About a month ago, out of the blue, I get this email from a solar installer. Actually, one of the salespeople at a solar installation company. Oh, yes. Remember? Yes, okay. This, <laughs> this email, it literally brought tears to my eyes. This guy basically said, he said he was new to the solar industry and his company signed up with Energy Sage, their solar installation company. And because he was new, they're like, okay, why don't you um, uh, take this channel? Uh, we'll, we'll work with our regular channels. <laughs> and great. he's now their top producer. <laughs> he's, he has sold like millions of dollars worth of solar panels. And he basically said, he said, Without you guys, without Energy Sage, I don't know what I would have done. Mm -hmm. Nobody else wanted to try it because it was <laughs> something new. They gave it to me, and my career has taken off. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. You know. that's really really so cool. So you can you can see both sides. And yeah, you can, you can hear both sides and say, okay, we are actually doing good, because in, we are a two-sided marketplace. You have to mm -hmm. help both sides. Yep. You cannot be just meeting one side's needs and not the other side. So that has been really good um, same thing I think the for the highs it's also you you're pitching to team members right when I first started I went around and met my friends and friends of friends and was pitching my idea so you're trying people to believe in what you're trying to do right and the, that's the best high when other people said yeah I, I like the idea enough let let me join you mm -hmm. let's try to do it together yeah Entrepreneurship is a team sport. You cannot do it alone. Oh, I, ev everybody on our team, I could not have done without even a single one of them. So that's the best high when you have other people who can now come together and say, yeah, we believe in your vision and let's try to do it and let's try to make it better. And they are as committed to making things better. And when you see emails or ideas flowing at ungodly hours sometimes <laughs> you're like okay people are thinking about it right yeah. uh, and they're they're trying to trying to do trying to do really good um for sure there are nights i'm not even joking i wish i was joking where i would dream about this kind of stuff and then i'd come in at like 7 a.m pumped it's just <laughs> you know, i'm not joking it's happened like way more than three times <laughs> that's when you yeah. know you're in the right place oh yeah that's sure. awesome cool. which actually leads into my question um, you clearly both have strong feelings about solar. How did you develop your passion for solar? Yeah. And how did you discover that this is what you wanted to do with your life? Yeah, so I actually didn't even think about renewable energy, clean tech, anything like that. I, I was in college. I actually wanted to get into advertising. I wanted to, you know, make TV commercials and, you know, print ads and stuff. No, not knocking that industry. I, th I, I think it's great. Um, but it wasn't until I was um, I was a sophomore in college and I went to India, hmm. um, and that completely opened my mind. I mean, I'm Vietnamese. Vietnam is is not you know it's, it's a impoverished uh, country. Um, but when I went to India, I saw a different type of poverty. I literally went into 
small villages where people had no access to power. And that really bothered me. I went down there with like, you know, high-end handbags, feeling like a complete idiot of myself upon leaving. Um, and I was just like, I'm doing this all wrong. How can I help the people who really need it? How can I bring clean energy from a source that has always been there since the dawn of man and who will probably always be there? How can I bring that and, and really build villages and help? How can I just help people? It's really about helping people. And so I came back with my mindset of, I'm going to bring clean energy to my local community. I'm going to branch out and align myself with an organization who can allow for me to do this at a national level. And then I eventually want to bring this to the world. And so, um, and here I am today. But yeah, it was, it was that trip to India. That's it's kind of funny because some people kind of wake up in India and that's how I woke up. But yeah, mm. very, that's how it story. happened to me. Actually, my story also goes back to India. Right. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> so that's where I'm from originally. Um, so I came here for my grad school to the U.S. So my, I've always been a little bit of an environmentalist. Uh, India, as you may know, a um, lot of pollution, a lot of air pollution, a lot of power had been generated from coal power plants and, and such. So always felt like this is not the right way to, to generate power. The second thing was, actually, I had a lot of influences growing up. Uh, that led me to where, where, why, why we are doing what we are doing today. One was power shortage. I grew up in Delhi, which is a capital, and I, even until college, I remember studying uh, in candlelight mm -hmm. uh, because there was a tremendous shortage of power. Uh, and imagine in 110 degree, 110 degree temperature, uh, there is no power, and you still have to study uh, because you have an exam the next day. So you light up candles and adjust your books just so that the candlelight is exactly on the part of the page that you're reading, right? So that was, that was one of those. So power was a necessity. Uh, and then what I saw was the way the power was being generated was not the, the cleanest. Third is my dad's firm used to fund a lot of renewable and uh, clean energy projects uh, back then. His firm used to finance... Uh, anaerobic digesters for small villages to extract gas out of waste and use it for cooking and, and lighting. Uh, they would finance solar cookers to use for food, uh, to cook food. Uh, because there was, again, people were burning down, taking down forests for both uh, for cooking and, uh, and for, for light. So there were a lot of things that I thought, there, there, should, there has to be a better way of doing things. So I was always passionate about solar. I thought it was a cool technology, but then I ended up spending 15 years at, in financial services, kind of forgot about solar, uh, but ended up getting reintroduced to almost about 10 years ago. And uh, by late 2008, when I, as I said, I, I realized that solar technology had evolved to a certain point that you can actually power a 4,000 square foot home in the middle of California, air condition the whole thing, on solar and run it on solar. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is, these are solar panels that are making no noise. They have no moving parts. They have no white or black smoke coming out of them. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is it. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, this is the time. This is, this is where I want to commit 
my rest of my career. So. That's awesome. I think that's really cool. It doesn't matter if you got away from clean tech and you came back into it, or you jumped right into it with a you know with gut you know with all the energy that you have, it, you can you can participate in clean tech and mm-hmm. help make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah. I dig that. Neat. Um, any other of the, uh, the the personal stuff? I'd like to ask about program stuff. You go. Okay. I mean, are you sure? We had a lot of like good vibes. Yeah, I'm going. feeling a lot of yeah. comfy, cozy. I think we covered it though. <laughs> okay, we got all the good vibes. Okay. Um, so here in the Boston area, there are a whole lot of resources for startups to get different kinds of support that they need. Um, have you guys participated in some of those programs? Which programs have made the biggest difference for you? Yeah, I think uh, we are very lucky to be in Boston. Mm-hmm. Had we been in any other part of the country, I'm not sure. Uh, we would have been this successful. I think it starts from, of course, the talent, right? We have 70 or so uh, universities and colleges in the, in, the, in the area. So always have access to the right people. So that was number one. Number two, I think organizations like uh, the Clean Tech Open, the Northeast uh, Clean Energy Council, uh, MassCEC, mm-hmm. um, I think there are a couple other groups that I'm forgetting. The Capital Network, uh, those a lot of these organizations had a lot of events. They you could network, you can get educated. Uh, even though I had a lot of business background and actually uh, spent a number of years in investment myself and working with startups, I still did not know a lot. Right. So once you become an entrepreneur, that's when this this local support group, if you <laughs> lack of a better word, is very very important. And through that, you meet other entrepreneurs. And these other entrepreneurs are equally important to our success because you learn from them. I think the, every entrepreneur thinks, every company thinks, their problems are unique to them. And they must be stupid or silly to have those problems, right? <laughs> Everybody else has figured it out. But then you realize when you talk to others that they're facing the same problem. And that gives you comfort that, okay, you're not alone. Second, I think you get ideas. You exchange ideas and see how other people are solving their ideas, uh, solving their issues, and um, whether it may be directly applicable to us or not, it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that you can, uh, there's a camaraderie and you can you can talk to each other. I think that's been very good. Uh, of course, all the investor groups that are in town, that has been very, very, very useful. A lot of investors who believe, who are willing to take a chance, willing to invest in a young startup. Uh, as you know, the success rate of startups is not that good. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, it's commendable that people are willing to take that risk and, and make an investment. It's, it's their own personal money. So I, to me, that's, that is another high, like when somebody believes in you, but that also uh, is, is a little bit of pressure that you want to now do good. You want to make sure that people who have believed in you and given you money, their their hard-earned dollars, that you want to actually do good and return that money and generate a good return on that that money. Cool. So. Anything to add, Kimberly? Because uh, well, I'd like to ask. So we met because you um, you know organized this uh, USGBC um, monthly event. Can you tell us a little bit about that and? why that's something that you dedicate personal time and yeah. energy into? Yeah, so I chair the Residential Green Building Committee at USGBC. I've been volunteering there for a little bit over two years. I've been chair for t- about two years. Wow. But I've been just a volunteer, um, you know, a part of the committee for several months before that. I, you know, it's a lifestyle. You know, I, to me, this isn't just a job. 
I work on weekends. I take phone calls after hours. It's really, like, if my purpose, if I feel my purpose is to help as many people and be as impactful as I can no matter what I'm doing, then that should extend outside of my typical 9 to 5, even though I've come here, you know, it's not really 9 to 5 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to set an example to show that, you know, if, some, if you're passionate about something, it really touches all parts of your life. You know, I don't like to separate personal and business. For me, it's all, it's all one and the same. So how can I, given my time and my skill set, how can I really deliver the most value to my community? And my community extends far outside of the city of Boston. It's outside of the U.S. It's our planet. And that's kind of what keeps me going to working here and doing the best that I can to really grow the company, um, hence growing more solar uh, adoption in the industry, and then extending that out to green buildings as a whole. If you think about solar, solar has to go on a house or has to go on land. It has to go on real estate. So then we're talking about the built environment. How can we transform the market so that way adopting solar technology can be easier. And so for me, volunteering at USGBC um, was in complete alignment with my work at Energy Sage. And so I believe that when we give, we actually receive. The more we give, the more we receive back. And so it's it's extremely fulfilling for me um, to be able to do both, you know, just giving back in general. Yeah. Cool. Um, so before we start the outro, are there any um, plugs you'd like to make? You can tell people about where they can get more resources or events you have coming up. Um, anything at all you want people to know. And shout outs to members of your team too. So yeah, I would say for anyone who is curious or confused or just wants to learn about solar, I haven't really found a resource outside of Energy Sage. I might be a little bit biased, but I challenge <laughs> I challenge people to actually do the research and see how other solar information really stacks up against what we have in our learn section. So if you want to go to energysage.com, that's E-N-E-R-G-Y-S-A-G-E.com, Sage like the wise one, um, <laughs> you will be able to find a robust amount of content on anything solar from financing equipment um, pretty much anything to help you make a decision if this is something that will work for you or not. We will um, also put the link on our website. Oh, awesome, awesome. Nice. Um, and I would say, you know, shout out to especially everyone here at Energy Sage. You guys are all phenomenal people. Um, and shout out for people who are fighting the fight. We are up against some big, big, scary people. And the more we can collaborate, come together, um, and fight alongside one another and we can actually win this battle so let's foster the competition and become friends <laughs> nice it's good for you vikram it's good for me cool thank <laughs> you. great all right take us away chloe all right well thanks everybody for listening and thank you to vikram and kimberly for staying after hours and chatting with us um in the show notes you will find more including the link to energy sage's website as well as whatever social media they have up um And if you would like to support the show, please tell a friend, tweet at us, uh, email us, visit our website. Um, Very soon, you will be able to follow us on iTunes. And please give us a review, especially in iTunes. Reviews matter matter a lot. Um, We really count on them. Uh, Download the show. And if you give us a five-star review, 
We will. Where's our challenge this time? Oh, gosh. We need to prepare for this better. We do. <laughs> uh, let's see. What Do you have one? Potential? Um, well, we've done we've done a lot of food ones. Yeah. I don't want to have to eat much one. more. Right. <laughs> um, what's in honor of, you know, Google's drawing recognition challenge thing. They can um, request any type of drawing that they want me or you to produce and say how detailed and amazing <laughs> it needs to be. And I, totally devoid of any artistic skill, uh, will do my best <laughs> to produce whatever type of commissioned drawing you would like. Awesome. Wow. I will and I will do the same and we will put them side by side and see compete for who is really worse. <laughs> yeah, we can see. <laughs> you can vote on Chloe and I's drawings. Cool. So that's a talkcleanpodcast.com. That's at talkcleanpod on both Twitter and Instagram. And, and email us at contact at talkcleanpodcast.com. All right. Thank you everybody. I thought you were going to go for a carpool karaoke. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, karaoke. We can't. No, I can't sing. Oh, no. I love that. I love, I love karaoke. All right. Next challenge. time. Next, <laughs> next challenge will be karaoke challenge. We'll, we'll cite you for that, Vikram.